The death of my sister has changed me. But half a year later, spring still comes. And with it, my old habits start to return. I cannot help but look for the bones of the dead in the freshly turned soil. Verena, she's not here. My remaining sibling catches my eye as I scan the garden. Wherever she is, it's not here. I'm outside with her, turning the soil by hand. It's hard work, but like everything else, I aim to fill the hole left by the loss of Karis. It's harder than I expected, both on my heart and on my body. I was at school in prior years when the bulk of the garden was broken. Still, I carry on as if I have strength and experience at the hours of back-breaking work. To do otherwise is to insult the dead. Maybe she is alive, I say, my gaze steady on the worn blade I force through the ground. Maybe they all are. I want to understand the maiden thief. I want to prove my own theories wrong, and so for the first time, I find myself hoping that the reason no bodies are found is because the stolen girls are actually alive. For several moments, Amina says nothing. I hear birds, the calls of spring insects, and the rustle of new leaves on the tree. My remaining sister's voice is silent. I risk a glance at the window, and I take small comfort in the fact that my father is not watching. At least he trusts that my sister is safe with me at her side. I have no illusion that I am strong enough to defend her, but he counts my presence as enough to walk away from his post at the window. Either that or he cannot bear to watch me over long. That, too, is a possibility. I no longer have the heart for such answers. I've tried to replace Bastion, learning so I could be of use to the family in business. I've taken my sister's role in the kitchen. Nothing I do changes the fact that the most useless of his children is one of the only two remaining. They're not alive, Amina says finally, her words coming so long after mine that I can almost forget the context. I want to forget it. I want to forget so much. They could be, I insist. In that moment, I feel like the girl I once was, back when weaving flowers into crowns and reading tales of fantastical creatures was all that I had to do. It isn't your fault, Amina tells me. It is far from the first or even the sixteenth time she's said those words. She and Kara said them when Bastion and Mother died in the accident, coming back from picking up my new dress. She and Karis said them when I saw how badly mangled our father's leg was from that same accident. We all said them when Father risked the rest of our savings on an order of goods that sank into the ocean. Now Amina says the words to me again and again since Karis vanished. What if it's all my fault? I look at my sister and ask for answers to a question that has plagued me for years. They die with my birthdays. Mother and Bastion died fetching my dress. Karis was stolen after my theories on the killer. The sun rose on those days, Amina begins. She leans on her garden hoe for a moment. There was a fox in the garden the morning Karis disappeared, possibly the day that the accident happened, too. I sneezed those days. What ripples we see are not always causes. She shakes her head. 
We can look for patterns, and we might even find them. There were a lot of acorns this year, and the snow was heavy. Are they related? A fawn died of hunger after I chased it from the garden, and our sister died. Were they related? I let out a sound of frustration. That's not the same. I wrote the words on the killer, and Karis was taken. Amina sighs. No one knows why he takes the girls he does. Did the other families do something to cause their daughters to be chosen? Is it their fault? She stares at me in such a way that I can't help thinking of mother. Those are her eyes, her peering into my soul stare. No one knows, Verena. Do not presume to understand a madman. Mutely, I nod. I believe her. For the first time since Karis was taken, I believe that I may not carry the full burden of her death. I do not return to school, but sometimes I sit in the darkened house with a candle at night and I read.